Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, time for part two of Know Your Enemy. I'm Michael Beck. He's Jeffrey Benedict, breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens for their first matchup of the 2021 season. Jeffrey, your Michigan Wolverines, yes, you're wearing the jersey. Uh, they pulled off the W for the first time in like 50 years or something like that. But anyway, they knock off Ohio State. Obviously, uh, you're in good spirits after that one. Yeah, I actually, okay, I have this deal with my wife. I'm all like, because. Once the Steelers football game ends, I'm like dead to the world until the middle of Monday, right? Like I have I have my films, I have podcasts, I have all my stuff, right? So they know as soon as that football game ends, like don't don't talk to me for like 24 hours, basically. So because of that, I'm not allowed to watch football two days a week. Like I can't do both days of the weekend. So I missed a lot of Michigan games. This past weekend, right, I was like, you know what? It's Ohio State. I'm going to watch that. We had friends over on Sunday. I didn't watch the Cincinnati game at all Good for until you. the game ended. And I knew the score, and I had to. Go, I went and watched the, like, condensed version. I've been watching film on it, obviously. I have to watch it, like, four times since then. But I did not watch it live in the moment. Instead... I watched last weekend. I watched my Michigan Wolverines finally beat Ohio State. It's first time my in my son's lifetime. He was born in 2012, and they last beat Ohio State in 2011. And he was there watching it with me, and I was like, "Yes, I mean, so I'm happy because I made the right choice." Sorry about all the people who 
watched and were emotionally invested in the Steelers game because that wasn't me. I knew they lost, and when I watched it, I had no investment in the game whatsoever. It was kind of nice. Hey, that was some ugly football that you missed out on, so I don't think anyone's going to be upset with you because that was a chore to get through. Heck, I'm running the social media for BTSC, so those live tweets during the games, uh, there's definitely been some points this year where I'm like, you know what, I kind of want to turn the TV off, but my contract doesn't let me, folks. That's not happening. We're going to fight through these brutal games. And, uh, hey, obviously you've watched it back a couple times now. Is this oh, yeah. the worst the Steelers have played since before 2003? Man, I think I think I, it's the it's the worst. Man, I'm debating because there's two 31 point losses, right? That we have to compare here. That game, and then the 2016, the the nightmare in Philadelphia. I think everyone knows that game. I think everyone remembers the Philadelphia losses. Uh but those don't hurt. You're like, oh, they lost again in Philly. What's new? Every four years, you know, you just go to Philadelphia. And no matter what the shape of the teams is, when you show up in Philadelphia, you just know you're going to get absolutely destroyed. Right? Because for some reason, we can't play in the city of Philadelphia. I don't know. I think it might be like a legal legal ramification of their Steagles years. Like that, that we're not allowed to play football in the state in the city of Philadelphia. And so they have to like kind of skirt that. I don't know. But it's it's those two games, and this hurt because this is the Bengals. This is like thirty-one to the Bengals. But I don't know what's what's more fascinating to me is the fact that all three, the last three games the Bengals have played in the AFC North, all involved a score of forty-one, which isn't even like a normal football score because they they beat the Ravens forty-one to seventeen, they beat the Steelers forty-one to ten, and they lost to the Browns forty-one to sixteen. It's like it, it's just it's just it's a bizarre season. It's that kind of a season. It was a bizarre, awful game, and it, it's just ugh, it was awful. Yeah, and uh, right now the Steelers currently hold uh, for you draft buffs out there. They're in the 16th slot. They are the middle of the pack in the NFL. You look at the rest of the Steelers' schedule, it feels like there's good odds. They start uh, sliding down that list yeah, fairly fairly quickly and perhaps like a rock as the weeks go on here. Jeffrey, are you uh, are you worried that this could be the, the Steelers' first losing season under uh, Mike Tomlin and the first one uh, of the Ben Roethlisberger era, which started in 2004? How, how crazy would it be for Ben Roethlisberger to set a rookie record for wins, and then his first losing season is his last. But, I mean, that's really, like, the story of his career is it kind of went his most successful years were early on. I mean, when you win, you know, two Super Bowls in your first five years in the league, uh, that's pretty crazy. And yet, that's what he did. And then, you know, 2010, he was back there, and he hasn't been back since. And the closest we made it was, you know, what the conference championship game where the Patriots absolutely destroyed us. Like, no, the was that the Bron- that was the Broncos, yeah. the tight loss. That, that the- was the divisional. That was a divisional Divis- game. I'm thinking of that one. The Broncos 16. game. The- oh man, yeah, that season. Wow. 
Oh man, a healthy Steelers team in 2015 wins Super Bowl 50. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, oh, go yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, the, in, the injury list on the game. on that uh, divisional round was ridiculous for the Steelers, and they still almost went to the conference title game. But still, huh, yeah. this year specifically, they got the Ravens ahead of them right now. Is this the first time Lamar Jackson has like a good game against the Steelers? Because it looks like T.J. Watt's going to be out. It looks like Joe Hayden's going to miss another game. Uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't played a good game against the Steelers in his career yet, which is kind of hard to believe, but, uh, it, it feels like this one could be the first one. Yeah. They've always, they've always been able to stop Lamar Jackson, but that's because they dominate the middle of the line with their defensive linemen. And then you had TJ Watt, like his job every year. Like you remember when Gus Edwards ran crazy on him, you know, like it, it was because TJ Watt was just firing off the line straight at Lamar no matter what, because they have that that veer play they run. It's basically a, a a read option where he just reads that end. They don't block T.J. Watt. They let him run in. And if T.J. Watt is coming to the quarterback, he hands it off, and the guy slips up the field in front of him. And if he goes for the running back, Lamar takes it and runs outside. They run that on everybody. The Steelers' solution to that is always hit Lamar. Jackson, just always hit him. No matter what, send TJ in there. TJ, get hands on him, wrap him up, push him something where you don't get, you know, a penalty, but always make contact with Lamar Jackson on those plays. And then Gus Edwards runs all over us. But as long as you can, you know, keep the score tight, you're taking Lamar completely out of the game. And then when they need him to throw the ball, he's he's been getting bumped and thrown around all game, right? He doesn't do well. That's been their strategy all this time. But that worked because you won the middle of the line without TJ Watt helping. And then behind that line, counting TJ Watt, Bud Dupree and Devin Bush, they had three of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. Bush isn't that guy this year, right? He is not that athletic. He's lost a lot of his speed this year with injuries. Bud Dupree's not here. Alex Highsmith's not that guy. We saw We've seen quarterbacks run and escape the pocket and run on the Steelers. Like, they're not that team this year. So my the answer to that question is, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to have a real, real problem with Lamar Jackson because you can't run your strategy that's worked all these years. You don't have the personnel. He'll just hand the ball off. And if, if you're taking – if TJ Watt's playing or even if he's not, if you're taking Alex Heisman, you're taking the edge rusher out of the run-blocking equation, you're minus one. The Steelers, when they're plus one, can't tackle people. They can't get them to the ground. Are you going to do it when you're when you're giving up numbers? That's it's it's it should be ugly. With Hayden out of the lineup, uh, and we've seen it uh, a few weeks now with uh, Joe Hayden missing time. Uh, Sutton, uh, James Pierre, Akilah Witherspoon, whoever it is, someone's getting torched deep. I have a feeling this game we might see Hollywood Brown go like Gonzo for a couple deep touchdowns. Uh, what are they going to have to do to try to stop him? And does that just start up front with uh, making uh, make Fitzpatrick not have to step up in the run game to be able to actually play the, the deep uh, whatever of the field? Or, uh, or is this just going to be an inevitability that there's going to be a couple deep shots taken on these corners? Man, it's rough. That's a rough one because you're, you're sitting there thinking, how are we going to stop Lamar Jackson? And one of the things I was going to say was, you're going to have to bring Minka and Edmonds both up. Focus on the middle of the run and then ask your safeties to crash down and stop Lamar. Like, that's really where where I'm looking and saying, I don't know any other way 
they're going to be able to contain Lamar. But if you've got both those guys kind of up a bit, reading the run game, and you're and we're we're talking, you're talking right there, like yeah, you know, we're we've been getting beat for a big play. Yeah, that's going to be super rough. Uh, one of the things they've done with Terrell Edmonds, that I expect to continue, is they have him come up in the box and align almost as a linebacker. And then still, you know, his job is still to cover somebody. Uh, against Detroit, it was bad enough. When they finally solved that r- Detroit run game, he was covering wide receivers or tight ends in the slot while playing like a linebacker. Like he's reading cover, he's reading run first. And then once it's clear it's not a run, he's looking to find the guy that he's going to cover and chasing after him. It was insane. Like you're not going to be able to do that against Baltimore. And if you don't, how bad are you getting gashed in the run game? So I, I, it's Minka helps back there, but and and Terrell Edmonds has been much better in deep zone. He has not been getting beat on his side as much as he used to. Uh, but man, how how are you going to do that when you're going to have to have them in run support? I, I don't even know. Like I don't, I don't know. They're going to have to pick one, and when they and. With Lamar Jackson, I mean, you can call a pass play. And if you don't have people to stop him, it's a run play. You know, it was a pass, but now it's a run. Why? Because Lamar will just take the ball and run. So, yeah, it's – yeah, it could be rough. Well, since the negativity is flowing a little bit right now, um, let's drop this bomb. Uh, Are the Steelers going to win another game this year? Yes. That, I st- I still think they end up eight and eight and one. I think they find a way to go eight and eight in a seventeen game season, uh, just because that would be like the. I don't, I think that would make everyone the maddest they could possibly get. Like all the Tomlin haters would be like, "Oh, he's still eight and eight. And we'd be like, and the other people would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. still hasn't had a losing season." Uh, I hope, I hope it's, it just seems so perfect. Once they tied Detroit, it was like this eight and eight is back on the table. Right. And I, I, I think they're going to, they're going to win some of these games. They are. Oh, uh, in order to do that, thought to turn the tide really, really quick here. Cause they were playing some terrible football, but specifically this game, uh, what is the offense going to have to do to put points on the board? <sighs> Oh man, now see now now you're getting me in the part. Uh what would they have to do? I don't know. I, I don't know. Block some people, like run routes and actually get I mean it's not it's not technique, it's it's execution. At this point, it's like, you know, guys, uh actually block people. Run good routes. And when someone's wide open, say maybe running down the field wide open and the safety is not anywhere close to where he's running and the cornerbacks behind him, maybe don't throw the ball behind him. Maybe lead the guy down the field. Maybe lead him into the middle a little bit. You know, when the safety is has no respect for those routes, maybe actually throw them, uh, which is something I've complained. You know, I've complained about Ben Rosser not throwing that route forever. And we just saw him like Clay, Claypool comes inside and is like, free real estate, let's go. And Ben's like, yeah, but I could throw it outside and behind you. And, you know, there's a defensive back there that'll catch it if you don't want to catch that ball, Chase. I I, I just – I don't know, man. 
I, I don't know what they're going to have to do. What they're what they're what they're going to have to do is throw the ball to Pat Firemuth in the red zone because that clearly works. Uh, hey, well, and yeah. yeah, and they're going to have to block some people. Is Kevin is Kevin Dotson have any chance of being back this game? I thought he was on the IR, so I think he misses at least two more games. Oh gosh, they put him on IR. I may have read that and just blocked it out of my memory and refused to accept it. We do some breathing yeah. exercises now. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and on oh. top of that, too, uh, Joe Haig is also out of the lineup, I believe. I don't know if he's on IR, but no, he's on the COVID list. Oh, so, no, uh, Super Bowl winner Joe Haig. No. So, yeah, that's uh... – <laughs> How about J.C. Hassenhauer? Is he, is he playing? No. I don't think he's uh, – that's, that's also a good question. I'm, I'm not I think certain he, on Didn't that, he go uh... on IR? I don't even know anymore. Like, <sighs> they're like, so-and-so is going to miss the game, and I'm like, yeah, you and – everyone else nameless gray faces i think is uh the famous line but uh <laughs> oh. the official name of the steelers injury report hey, uh defensively though uh, are the steelers just gonna have to send the house at lamar jackson like they, they gotta do something different and what they're doing right now is just pitiful um what what kind of defense do they need to uh throw at baltimore here to try to do something because nothing has worked the last couple weeks well, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out myself and and and, and do a little you know self congratulations here. Uh, if people were reading the site, I think it was the day of the game. Maybe I had an article come out saying T.J. Watt would be the difference in in the the Bengals game, and basically my argument was to find out if T.J. Watt was healthy or not. All you need for that game, all you need to do is look at the final score because it'll tell it. Because the Bengals. Basically, Joe Burrow's been tearing up any team that blitzes him. That's how they beat the Ravens. The Ravens blitzed Joe Burrow more than anyone else, and he absolutely tore him apart for it. But you also have to hit Joe Burrow. If you want to beat the Bengals, you have to hit Joe Burrow. But in his second season, unlike his first, he learned how to read the blitz, and now you can't blitz him. If you blitz him, he's going to tear you up. And so I was like, the only way the Steelers win this game is if they are getting pressure with a four-man rush, which means T.J. Watt is healthy because that's the only way that happens right now. Right? This is where we are. This is the team we live and root for. Uh, so TJ Watt uh, wasn't healthy. They couldn't get pressure with four men. When they tried to do four men, it didn't work. When they tried to blitz him, he burned them on for it. Uh, this game, coming up against the Ravens, they are going to have to hold the middle. I expect to see Cam Hayward in the middle again. You have to hold the middle of the line without throwing extra bodies at it. And then you're going to have to blitz the outside. You're going to have to do those outside edge blitzes uh, with linebackers, safeties, whatever. You're going to have to because the only way the Steelers win this game is to take away Lamar running outside. And teams have been destroying the Steelers running outside because Terrell Edmonds is doing three different jobs in the defensive secondary. He's not just scouting and chasing people like he used to when they faced Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, where he's just following them and being like, yeah, you want to run off the outside? I'll be running right there with you. And then there's two people there to help tackle you. Devin Bush used to do the same. The number of times where you can watch on film Lamar Jackson running to the sideline and Devin Bush and Terrell Edmonds are running step for step with him right, to make it a, a one- or two-yard game. That's not going to be this game. Devin Bush isn't that dude this year. You're going to have to attack uh, those outside lanes and really disrupt their outside running game somehow and then and then make him beat you with his arm. 
that's really the the chance they have. So Sean Manahan uh, throws his uh, suggestion here of how to Steelers should play defense. He puts two dollars $2 in the tip chart. Says four three base uh, base defense and three four in sub packages. I think the so problem with that, there, uh, of course, go for it. Uh, that's kind of what they do. Um, if you if you watch the game against the Bengals and you saw random plays where T.J. Watt was just in the middle of the defense, right, and and, and walking up right towards the center, uh, you look where Cameron Hayward is. Cameron Hayward's a strong side defensive end. They go to a 4-3 look at times to stop and support different run concepts, especially if they put two tight ends on one side of the field. They put Cameron Hayward over there. They say, yeah, you thought that was a strong side, but but our strong side is better than yours, right? Cameron Hayward versus two tight ends, you're going to get absolutely destroyed. Cam Hayward's going to eat your lunch, right? That's what they normally do. They do a lot, and then you put T.J. Watt in the middle to solidify the deep weakness there, and then you still have two linebackers behind him. You kind of have a five-man front. It's almost the old-school uh, 5-2 defense where the 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 middle of the line guy was a linebacker and and became the middle linebacker position. It's very old-school, uh, but it 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 works uh, until, you know, Isaiah Bugs, Chris Wormley, Henry Mondo are just getting blown off the line wherever they stand and and the defense the offense can still run through them. But they kind of do they do that for certain for certain formations. They absolutely do. Yeah, and with it as well, like in, in some of those sub packages, one of those guys typically also has to come off the field. Um so it, it makes it it makes it a bit of a challenge adding the extra DB or uh depending on what the, the situation is. But right now what the Steelers need to do is tackle. Uh, the fundamentals are so bad right now. Uh, thankfully, it seems like catching the ball, they got that under wraps. That was last year's uh, fundamental issue. This year, it's tackling. Um, what the heck is going on with that? Is, is that something, a practice problem, Jeffrey? Or is that uh, these guys are just timid? Or what's going on with their inability to get guys down? Some of it is momentum. I uh, I mean, you know, if you... If you if you're standing still and someone's crashing into you, you're losing that. Uh, and s- like Devin Bush had that arm tackled in the first, like second play of the game against Cincinnati where Joe Mixon just ran right through him through his one arm. That was because he got there late. He was slow getting there. Cause he's, he's slow on the field this year. He just is uh, the guard got to it first and, and Bush is reaching that arm, but it's not like a strong reaching your arm out where you're able to lean in and put any leverage into it. He's just reaching out trying to grab a hold of Joe Mixon. And that's not going to stop a running back. That's not going to stop any NFL any NFL running back. You can just reach out and grab and put it on the ground. It should It's not an NFL running back, right? That's not – that doesn't work. Wide receivers shouldn't be brought down like that. That's just – that's – you have to have some pride as a player, not, not get brought down with that kind of garbage. Uh, another thing is – you're seeing Minka Fitzpatrick miss tackles because that's Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick should not be up there making those tackles. That's not his strength. We saw his strength. It's out there in deep zone being like, don't throw anywhere near me or I'm taking it the other way. That's Minka Fitzpatrick. When Minka Fitzpatrick is a primary run stopper, you're going to see missed tackles. When when you're the guys doing the most work in tackling are defensive backs, you're going to see missed tackles. When linebackers have horrible angles because they're getting blockers in their face, and or with Devin Bush's case, he's just slow now. 
and he's trying to he's you know he's got to adapt to being significantly slower than when he used to he's used to these things cause problems but yeah it goes beyond that too it goes well beyond just you know being in the right position stuff they've got to have some i don't know like one of my stories for this game is Baltimore is a gut check for this team. Like, really, Baltimore is a big-time gut check for this team. If Baltimore runs all over the Steelers, that's, like, what What do you have left? That's it. You're done. You're not You're not the Steelers anymore. Yeah, this team is uh, it already is searching for a new identity, but uh, Sean Manahan puts $5 in the tip jar again. And uh, he he expands on his uh, previous thought. He wants Cam Hay- Hayward and uh, Chris Wormley at defensive end, uh, the new guy from the Saints, and Isaiah Loudermilk inside as a true four-three, not using a linebacker at uh, an edge role. Uh, that's pretty interesting, Jeffrey. Do you have any uh, thoughts on going a full D tackle defensive line with uh, T.J. Watt out of the lineup? Okay, the fourth guy you're talking about is is I mean I understand you're saying hey you throw that new guy in there I I understand the only reason you're throwing that new guy in there is because you're saying hopefully he's better than what we have right now, which tells you a lot, right? Wormley's a liability in run defense. We move him out the defensive end outside. Okay, he's not going to be a liability in run defense as much, but Loudermilk plays end. He's when they try him inside, he's not very good yet. He is a 3-4 defensive end, and inside a defensive tackle, not as good. Uh, the guy they're getting from the Saints, we'll see. Maybe he will help. But, I mean, you're talking you're talking signing a guy off a practice squad for a team that doesn't have a good defense. That's like, to me, it's, it's kind of desperate. And who are you taking off the field to do that? Like, if you're dropping both Watt and Highsmith into, into regular linebacker roles – when when Watt plays any kind of backed out linebacker role, he's not he's not a great run defender there. He's much better in line. He's much better up there, you know, making plays. If he's dropping back as a four three linebacker, having covered responsibilities, having different responsibilities in the run, he's not as good there. Uh, he hasn't been. I don't know about Alex Highsmith. I, I haven't watched him do that as much. He hasn't played as much in those situations. Uh, I, I understand what you're going for. I understand what you want. I just, I, I don't see that working either. I really don't. Like we'd, it would basically be built around: Can this new guy be a big help to the Steelers' defense? And if he can, then that's great. But if not, that's not working either. Okay, we are rapidly approaching the end of our show here, Jeffrey Benedict. So I think it's time to uh, get into our final score predictions of this game and how exactly we think it's going to go down. Jeffrey, uh, why don't you take the floor first? All right, you want me to go first? Do it. I can do this. All right, the Steelers were embarrassed by the Bengals. We might think the Lions, all that stuff, that's one game. Uh, The practice comments, Mike Tomlin... This team, the leaders on leadership on this team are going to respond to the gut check. And here's the question for me. Who are the leaders on this team? Who is going to lead in the rooms? Not, and obviously Cam Hayward, right? Cam Hayward's great. But he's not in the defensive back room. He's not in the offensive line room when they're talking their plays, when they're doing their walkthroughs. He can't go across the line and be like, hey, Kendrick Green, come on, man, step it up. Like That needs to be from his own line. This is the point of the season where leaders are found. 
because we don't have them already entrenched on these on these units. This is that point, and I think we see it. We saw the Steelers stop the run against the Browns when they couldn't stop the run against anyone else. I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a game plan from Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin working together however that works. They work together and it works out a lot more than it doesn't. I think we see them scrap together a game plan that forces Lamar to pass the ball to win. And if Minka Fitzpatrick is back there, man, Minka's making plays. Baltimore does not have enough depth at wide receiver to really threaten the Steelers the way some of these teams have. A team like Cincinnati has where they're three deep. Baltimore isn't. So my final score is going to involve a defensive touchdown. It's going to be 27 to 16 Steelers with a defensive touchdown. That's my prediction. That would be nuts if the Steelers were able to pull that off uh, and definitely uh... – really pull them out of the gutter the problem is i think the steelers are so far in said gutter and are missing tj watt and missing joe hayden and ben roethlisberger's playing poorly and the line's getting worse there's just a lot of fundamental issues with this team right now uh that i cannot see them overcoming them i i have a feeling this snowball effect and uh this team's uh mental attitude towards the season it's just going to start spiraling out of control. This three-game stretch, I got a feeling this is going to be kind of a groan, and you really hope it doesn't affect the entire uh, end of the season. But uh, the way the defense has just been walked upon, uh, the offensive struggles to put points on the board, I'm leaning towards Baltimore winning this game in another uh, ups- or not upset, but a heavy, uh, heavy point differential in this one. I think Baltimore wins this game 35-17, and I, I hesitate to give the Steelers two touchdowns, but um, maybe that's uh, wishful thinking. But uh, until the Steelers can, once again, show me they can do it, uh, they are just playing some poor football right now. Uh, but uh, all that's going to be played out. It's any given Sunday, so they will have a chance, but I still think Baltimore takes this game. Unfortunately, I think that's the first time I've ever picked the Baltimore Ravens to pick uh, to beat the Steelers, so that hurts. But anyways, uh, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, what do you want to plug uh, before we sign out here? Uh, One thing I want to plug is the Vertex article. I think it came out today. Uh, It did? Good. But it it was on Devin Bush and the run defense and the defensive line. Uh, I put in some clips from 2020 early in the season when they were all there healthy. Bud Dupree, Tyson Aluwalu, Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Vince Williams. Uh, so you can see, I, I went back and found two plays that were exactly like runs we saw at Cincinnati do. Almost the exact same run play, very exact same defense, and just see the difference between those two, between the two teams. See, you can see the difference in Devin Bush. You can see the difference in the defensive line. If you want to look at that, uh, maybe you don't. I don't know if you if you're trying to hold on to positivity. Uh, but if you want to understand the difference, why this team. Isn't isn't being able to stop the run? Go check out that Vertex article. Uh, eventually, later this week, whenever Game Pass decides to get their act together and put the All 22 film out, uh, I'm planning on doing one on Ben Roethlisberger's game he had against Cincinnati. Uh, other than that, that's that's mainly it for me. Obviously, my uh, show that comes out Tuesday. It comes out Tuesday at noon, right after uh, Michael Beck's live mic that comes out Tuesday morning, go check those out on your podcasts. 
uh, wherever you get podcasts. That is beautiful, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for that uh, glorious outro and plugging the two best shows on the podcast network. My second favorite Tuesday show. <laughs> wait, wait, which one? <laughs> You're the, the live mic. Oh, okay, I, okay. There's this. There's a show I, I just really like. It's called The Cutting Room Floor. I don't know. I really it's like pretty that good. one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a fun intro. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> no, you but, got you got the best in, you got the best intro of our of our podcast crew. Yeah, Mike Tomlin just threw me a bone. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Shouting you out in the press conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was totally on purpose. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we say goodbye to you guys, make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should, as we always say, should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, from film rooms from Jeffrey Benedict to commentary. You name it. Uh, breaking news, injury reports is all available as they happen at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So make sure you're, you're clicking over to the website. And as Jeffrey Benedict said, Make sure wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers, search behind the steel curtain will be popping up. Uh, and uh, hey, if you're a big time listener of the show too, uh, as those uh, Spotify year and wraps pop up, post them on Twitter. I know uh, the BTSC account, uh, we're uh, sharing all uh, all these uh, people that have been posting their screenshots uh, of uh, BTSC being their most listened to show of the year. Uh, we love that and we love the support from uh, each and every one of you. Uh, as we wind down 2021 here. So make sure you do that, and uh, we'll make sure to uh, like and uh, push uh, push those, uh, th- those, those screenshots. So make sure you're doing that if you have a Twitter account, and uh, you can find Behind the Steel Curtain at BT Steel Curtain. Uh, so with all that being said, for my co-host Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. We'll catch you guys next week. Oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for tomorrow. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.